right now. Dominic Hoey, our book reviewer, joins us. Hi, Dom. How's it going, Jesse? Good. Funny uh, little coincidence. This book you're talking about today just came up in conversation last week, and it wasn't in relation to Killers of the Flower Moon, which I'm sure you'll get to, but actually uh, our podcast reviewer last week uh, listened to an episode featuring this author, David Gran. I've spoken to him as well. He's a really interesting character. Yeah, I'd never even heard of him, to be honest, until um, someone gave me the wager for my birthday, and my sister did. And then I read that, and then I realised that he was the guy from who wrote Killers of Flat Boom. And um, I'm obsessed now. It's two, they're two of the best books I've read. You know, um, non-fiction or otherwise. Yeah. So, um, Killers of the Flower Moon's getting a lot of heat at the moment. It's out in cinemas at the moment, directed by Martin Scorsese. Uh, and David Gran is—he's a non-fiction writer, really. He puts his heart and soul into writing these books and these stories. He's a staff writer at the New Yorker, which gives you an idea of the quality of what he's doing. And tell me about the Wager, Dom. Yeah, so it um, follows the story. So it's about a uh, um, ship, the HMS Wager, um, back in the 1800s, and they and they go off and they, with a fleet of ships and they're trying to hunt down these Spanish ships. And it's sort of it's sort of doomed from the start. The Wager is sort of falling to pieces, and people are getting scurvy and um, like a typhoid and all the all these diseases and stuff. They have to go around um, the Cape Horn off the coast of Chile. Um, to get to Spanish, and they're sort of the you know first part of the book is sort of building up to getting there, um, and 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 then they get lost from the fleet, and they get shipwrecked. There's mutiny. It, it's <laughs> it's one of those stories that if it wasn't true, there's no way you'd believe it. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, fantastical. Um, um, and it was a fair while ago, right? It was what three hundred odd years ago. Yeah, yeah, but he's um, he, the amount of research that's gone into all his books is incredible, and I think with this one. He's managed to track down the logs because what happened, um, and this is this isn't a, isn't a spoiler. He brings this up at the beginning of the book, um, is that two different groups of people, you know, make it back to sort of um, civilization of two very different stories about what happened, and they both published books. Yeah. And so he has these law, and they and they kept the logs as well. So he's sort of got he's getting information from everywhere, and it's really interesting because there's the captain has a log, and and you know the other officers, but then also the gunners and the people that are sort of you know below deck. So you get a sort of really um, thing for the strata of society in that time, you know, as well. It's yeah, really fascinating. Sort of a multi-perspective um, view on exactly what happened and, and it ends up creating kind of interesting questions about the nature of truth, right? Yeah, and, and just the way that um, – because, you know, when I was reading it, I was like, why is this so engaging? Like, you know, because mm. there's a lot of information in there and it's, it's quite, you know, quite – Full on, you know, it's not a, it's not an easy story to read in some ways. There's the grueling things that happen to these people, um, but the, I think like the way that he structures it, there's just so many um, twists and turns. And you think, you know, he presents it sort of the truth, quote unquote, in one way, and then he suddenly undermines it completely. And this is something that he does in Killers of the Flower Moon as well. And it's just sort of it just grips you, you know. And and the way the characters develop too, it's almost like fiction in that way. It's really, really ingenious how he does it. And those two stories don't seem to have too much in common, apart from they both are true and both happened a couple of hundred years ago. Yeah, I mean, I think um, just 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 the way that he gets into the characters, though, and he sort of, you know, like in both stories, there's 
pretty unlikable people in there, but he gets you, he gets you really on the side in a way, you know, or not maybe on their side, but sort of understanding, you know, who they are. And, and, and again, here's that misdirection. So you're sort of like sympathetic to someone and then suddenly you realize, oh my God, this is terrible. Oh, that's so like, clever. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the right, I'm thinking about, this is my compost analogy, right? I'm learning how to do compost. And so you meant to put 50% <laughs> green waste in and 50% brown waste and together they make the perfect compost. So what is the right combination of fiction to non-fiction to, uh, to feed your brain, do you think, Dominic? As a, as a reader? Yeah. Um. I usually tend to binge so at the moment. I'm actually only reading nonfiction. I've actually, I'm actually David Grain books. I've got two more after the, um, lined up. Really? So, um, yeah, the, um, I've got the audio book for The Lost City of Z. I was going to say, you, you are a bit like, sorry, I've got a delay. I'm uh, talking over you. You're a bit like that, eh? When you find someone you like, you go hard. Yeah, I've got a bit of a obsessive nature. But, um, I, I find, I, I kind of like that, though, because then you sort of like, oh, my God, I need some friction now. And then you find that kind of rabbit hole but um i think i mentioned this the last time we talked but also because i'm writing at the moment i kind of uh, you know um sort of get waylaid by someone else's style i guess yeah totally totally um are you excited you've already read killers of the flower moon yeah i loved it yeah Yeah. are you excited to see the movie i just saw it a couple of nights ago yeah Um, what was that like yeah it's amazing i think like um you know for the listeners who haven't read the I would see the film before reading the book because it's sort of like I love the film, but I said, if I hadn't seen the book, I would have enjoyed this more because the book, you know, like I mean, the film, you know, even though it's four hours long, it's still only four hours in the books, you know, like a long book, and it's just there's so much in the book that you can't help but be disappointed because you're like, oh, they didn't mention this, or what about that person, and you know, um, but yeah, incredible film, but the book is just like like it's my partner's favorite book, and she's really well read, so I knew it was going to be good, and yeah, just. Blew me away. Oh, good stuff. And now maybe if people have seen that film, it might be a, a nice way into The Wager, which only came out six months ago, but seems like it's done extremely well. Top of the New York Times bestseller list. Um, in fact, stayed at the top 10 for 24 weeks. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't put it down. Like it's, And apparently Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio bought the rights for that too. So Yeah, it'd be a goodie. Good stuff. Yeah. Thanks, Dominic. Great to have you on today. No worries, good to talk. Dominic Hoey talking about The Wager by David Gran, G-R-A-N-N. He's also the author of Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, which has been made into a movie which is in cinemas now.